good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Have you ever known me to shy away from controversial issues? I, I like to pull the pin out of the grenade and throw it. Um, as I begin class today, I, I, think it's, I think it's important that I address this issue. Now, um, if, if, if you're listening to this, and I'm not sure if anyone will listen to it, but if anyone does listen to this, understand my heart, because those who may listen to it may not know my heart. Um, my heart in all of this is that uh, every human being is valuable because they were created in the image of God. Amen? Amen. And I don't think it's ever appropriate to trash brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay? So that is not what I'm doing here. But what Pastor Charles said today was right on the money. I was very grateful for that. And um, I think it's also important that we speak the truth in love. Okay? This is, um, has bothered me. Um, this week and uh, this is not has nothing to do with politics okay don't take it as a political issue but the pastor made it political though he says it's not and the issue is John Piper some of you know where I'm going with this. I love John Piper. I think he's a great communicator. Has spoken a lot of truth. But he wrote this week, the week he comes to Liberty University, or at least spoke at Liberty University in Combo on Wednesday and Friday. This article is probably as close as you will get to an answer on how I will vote in the upcoming presidential election. Probably. Right? Only God knows what may happen in the next days. Okay. Nothing I hear, say here is intended to dictate how anyone else should vote, then why write it? But rather to point to a perspective that seems to be neglected. Yes, this perspective sways my vote, but you need to need, uh, not be sinning if you weigh matters differently. Thank you. You got your permission. Thank you, yeah. Actually, this is a long overdue article attempting to explain why I remain baffled that so many Christians consider the sins of unrepentant sexual immorality, unrepentant boastfulness, unrepentant vulgarity, unrepentant factiousness, and the like to be only oh, toxic for our nation, while policies that endorse baby killing, sex switching, freedom limiting, and socialistic outreach are viewed as only viewed as deadly. He goes on to explain what he means by this, and obviously, to be fair, he's, he's not in favor of abortion, he's not in favor of Sex, necessarily sex transitioning, but what he comes down to, he says something very um, shocking to me. Now, if anyone in here thinks that pride is a good thing, uh, the Bible makes it very clear. Pride comes before destruction. Okay, and we do need to pray. The bottom line of his article for our president, who has a lot of pride. Okay. Romans 4, 13 says that we ought, the government has been established by God. 
whether that be a Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or whoever it is. Okay? And I'm to obey the authority that's over me, but that doesn't mean I have to do something immoral or unethical. Okay? But he makes this statement later, which bothered me greatly. He says this. It is baffling to assume, baffling to assume that pro-abortion policies kill more people than a culture-saturated pro-self-pride. And basically he says that Planned Parenthood has done less evil in this country than the pride of our president. Are you kidding me? Now, pride is an evil thing. But when I, you know, I, and I know people are influenced by our president. And, and they're, they're, but let me tell you, he's not Satan. Okay? We are in a spiritual warfare on a lot of different levels then why are the Democrats or those that are opposed to his election, re-election, so scared about Roe v. Wade being overturned? In fact, the issue becomes, well, if we get re-elected and you, you put in a, a pro-life judge, we're gonna change the rules and put in two more judges that are liberal because we don't wanna change Roe v. Wade. Why are they so afraid? Because they want women to have the right to kill their unborn children. And as if you remember, if you were here several years ago, a couple of years ago, when I did this, and I talked about abortion in class that I am vehemently opposed to, as well as I'm against our governor's statement of a belief in infanticide, like Peter Singer, who believes now that we should wait up to 90 days after a child is born to determine whether it should have the right to life. And that if it has a, an illness of some type, if it has a terminal illness, or if it has a uh, a d defect of any kind, it should be terminated. Peter Singer, ethics professor, Princeton University. Kill him. Kill them all. Because a pig, he said, has more value than a child with Down syndrome. Okay? I'm opposed to that kind of evil. But I remind you, America some say 50, some say up to 63 million abortions since Roe v. Wade, yet we care deeply about those women and the children because they, everybody needs Jesus. So there's no pride in that. But what, what bothers me is on any given year, and they don't do this anymore. It was a statistic that came out about 10 years ago, and they refuse to show it anymore. In the research, America when we were aborting 1.2 million babies a year before Plan B became so popularized, the United States, to their reported knowledge, this is only countries that report abortion statistics, only aborted 3% of the abortions in the world. You can do the math. We're talking nearly 40 billion, 40 million abortions a year. 
I think that has done a lot of damage. A lot of damage. We would call that an atrocity. Imagine if for a country, the world was seeing 40 million deaths a year from disease. 40 million. How would we respond? Again, I think that the danger is, is that this is what Pastor Charles was talking about today. We are now living in a culture of relativism. And we need to be mindful of that. And that there's, there's a lot of people, good people, that are getting swept into this philosophy. And what we have to be careful of as brothers and sisters in Christ, that we think about the truth of Scripture. We should eradicate pride from our life. Amen? Amen. Arrogance. Eradicated. Self-righteousness. But we also need to be conscious. Conscious. Of the choices that we make. In which a world is dying and going to hell. I pray that God's Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. Let's pray. Father, forgive us as a nation for our sins. They are many. No one is exempt. We have all sinned and fall short of your glory. Uh, Lord, America is not a theocracy. You're not on the throne yet of this world. And we await that day. Until then, Lord, may we be aware of the choices that we make, the comments that we state, the votes that we submit, and the impact all those things will make. Our life is filled with choices every single day. May we choose truth. And may we do so with love and respect. Thank you, Lord, for this class. The blessing of it. Thank you for everyone who's taken time out of their busy lives to come here today. They want to hear from you. They don't want to hear from Lou. They want to hear from you, Lord. To help guide them. And I pray that you will, you will do so. That your Holy Spirit will be our teacher. And anything that's junk, Lord, that's trivial, that's meaningless, that will be fade away, and that ultimately your truth will stand in our hearts. Bless us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Don. Hey, look. Yeah. I was thinking, Chuck told me this past week that there was some event that Trump was at, and someone's announcing him said that, um, you know, the greatest man or whatever, he goes, no, Jesus Christ is. And he said in the crowd, it's been wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's impossible. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. Yeah.